when your spiritual walk is at a standstill, or you're facing a particularly difficult trial, it may be that God is calling you to a higher level of intimacy, a level where you can better appreciate how awesome it is that the Creator of the universe cares for you. Well, He created the world with just a word from His lips. There's thunder in his footsteps and lightning in his fist. Welcome to Grace Notes. Job was a righteous and prosperous man. God had placed a hedge of protection around him, but then removed it for a time to grow Job's faith. At the end of his trials, he made this statement to the Lord, as recorded in Job 42.5. My ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Job learned more about God through his losses than he did through his blessings. He had known intellectually about the Lord, before his adversity, but now he knew him from his heart. Do you want to know God on a deeper level? If so, listen in as Barbara Sandbeck shares an experience that drew her closer to the Lord through adversity. 
I've experienced several dry times in my Christian life. Initially, I'd complain about it, until I realized I needed to ask God to make Himself known to me, to let me see Him in a way that would prove my prayers were being answered by Him rather than through circumstances. I want to tell you, if you pray that kind of prayer, God will answer okay, because it brings glory to Him and increases His glory in us. God makes Himself known the most when we're at the end of our resources. I suppose that's because we finally realize we have a need, and we're forced to look to Him to supply it. I've been there several times. One such unforgettable time occurred on a late, rainy Tuesday night after ensemble practice. A few of us carpooled. This particular night I didn't have to drive, so I parked my car in our usual meeting place. It was raining cats and dogs when we returned to the site. By the time I found my keys and got everything settled, everyone else had long gone. I pulled onto the main road, planning to turn left, but instead I felt a strange sluggishness, so I went across the road into a side street. Something told me to turn my car around and face the main road, so I did. Sure enough, I had a flat tire. Now I have to tell you that I have learned to do a lot of things in my life, but fixing a flat tire is not one of them. <laughs> it was 11 p.m. I didn't have a car phone, there were no open businesses, no phone booths in sight, and no other cars on the road. I wasn't even sure if I had a jack in the car. <laughs> I thought of knocking on a door at one of the houses, but I didn't see any lights. Besides, who in their right mind would even open their door at that hour or be willing to fix a flat in the rain? I was stranded. It was going to be a long night. I was tempted to cry, I must say, but I did a better thing. I prayed something like this. Jesus, you said you'd supply all my needs. I need someone to turn into this side street and be willing to change my tire. A teenager, maybe. They're always fearless and up for a challenge. Please send me a willing teen. Five minutes later, I saw a pair of lights coming up the main road. The car was slowing down, and the blinker went on. I hurried out of my car, frantically waving my hands as the car turned into my street. I'm not sure I'd have stopped for a soaked, frantic person like me, but this driver did. I walked over to the car and the window opened. You guessed it. It was a teenaged boy coming home from work. He agreed to try to help me change the tire. Boy, I wish I'd have prayed for a willing, experienced teenager. <laughs> anyway, I found the jack, thank the Lord, and together we sat on the curb and tried to figure out how to get the stupid thing open. He was just about to give up, so I prayed, Lord, help me figure this out, or he's gone. I placed my hand on the centerpiece, and it opened. Inside were the instructions. Now believe me, that was all God's doings. I am not mechanically inclined in the least. As we sat there, drenched novices as we were, I began to wonder why this was all taking place. Was I supposed to tell this boy about Jesus? If so, then how was I to start? I prayed, Lord, if that's what you want me to do, then give me an opening. He was loosening the lug nuts, and out of the clear blue he asked, 
Have you ever heard of the group The Grateful Dead? I thought, Lord, <laughs> is this my opening? What do I do with that? Well, I had heard of the group, so I said, sure. He continued with, well, they sing a lot about the issues of life. Boy, coming from a 16-year-old boy, too. I responded with, that's true, but they don't have any answers. The door was opened, and I proceeded to tell him about Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Oh, I wish I could say that he accepted the Lord on the spot. He didn't, but at least I got to plant the seed. He finished with a tire. I only had a dollar in my wallet, which is typical of me, so I asked for his address and promised to send him some money. Now, one hour later, at midnight, he was on his way, carrying with him my deepest gratitude and, more importantly, the knowledge of Jesus, who I would later write more about in my thank-you letter. I still had a half-hour drive home. I tried to release the emergency brake, but for some reason I couldn't find the handle. It was so dark I couldn't see under the dash, and I couldn't feel anything either. Now what was I to do? This didn't make sense. Here God answered my prayer, but my tire angel was gone, and I was still there. Maybe there was something wrong with the tire, and God didn't want me to drive. But I couldn't stay there all night. I prayed, Lord, please send me a policeman. But how could I flag him down? Surely he wouldn't turn into this street. The main road was still void of cars, but I began flashing my lights on and off. Now, you remember, I had turned my car around to face the main road when I pulled in. That wasn't intuition. Sure enough, two minutes later, a policeman drove past the street. With my lights flashing on and off and my prayers shooting upward, he was sure to come back. And he did. He used his flashlight to locate the rest of the lever. The outside had broken off, which was why I couldn't find it. I asked him to check the tire. He did but suggested that I find a station to recheck it before I drove home. Oh, really? It was now 12.30 p.m. I knew the road I had to travel was mostly rural, but to my surprise, within a quarter of a mile was a gas station that was just closing up. I was soaked and cold. With my lone dollar, <laughs> I bought the remaining coffee they had and told the attendant my story. He checked the tire. The lug nuts were loose. He said that had I driven much further, the tire would have come off. Whew. He said, you must have had a terrible night, to which I replied, no way. I saw my Lord three times tonight, and I wouldn't have traded this experience for the world. Are you brave enough to ask God to make himself known to you? Why not pray that he'll open your heart eyes to see him and your ears to hear his voice? I want to tell you, you will never, ever regret it.
You've been listening to Grace Notes. For more information about this ministry, write to Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. Or visit us at our website at www.gracenotesradio.com. Join us on our next program. Until then, let your Grace Notes be a song of praise. Praise.